I've heard it said you steer where you stare. We are bombarded daily with voices vying for our attention. And if we fill our days and minds with Netflix and social media feeds, we can get off track pretty quick. That's why I developed a 30-day music challenge. Listen to Christian music exclusively for 30 days. The challenge is free, and I'll be right there with you every step of the way. Head over to michellenizette.com forward slash 30-day challenge to sign up. Change your music, change your life. You're listening to More Than a Song, episode 150. Welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of Scripture hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio, to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. Wow, it's 2017 and episode 150. I can't believe it. It's hard for me to put into words the sense of wonder that I feel when I consider that I have sat behind this microphone for 150 weeks, week in, week out. It always feels right. God has not failed to speak each week, not because of me, despite of me, actually, but because of Him. For his glory alone. You are writing me and you're telling me that you're reading your Bibles and it's transforming your lives. And if you're curious how this whole podcast even came to be, you can listen to episode one or 122, but it was 10 years in the making. And so almost three years later, I mean, I suppose episode 156 will be the official three-year mark, but three years and 150 episodes later, I am so honored to be a part of what God is up to in your life. Actually, that's what this week's song is about and where it will lead us in scripture. Everywhere I Go by Tim Timmons is a wonderful, upbeat song to kick off the new year with an amazing backstory that will lead us right to the feet of Jesus. But before we jump in, let's listen. Everywhere I go on this road, high and low, where I go, I go with you. So I won't be afraid, it's my hope, come what may, where I go, I go with you. Where I go, I go with you. When I sit down with a song in my Bible, I will often search for the story behind the song to listen to first, because sometimes they will tell us what scripture inspired the song, and so then I'll start there. Now, this week, Tim Timmons, in his story behind the song, tells the story of hearing his daughter pray that Jesus would go with him. It was a sweet moment for him, but it was also very eye-opening. You know, how many times have I had a moment like this when my daughter will say something that I wish she wouldn't have said in just that way, but I know exactly why she says it that way, because that's what I say and exactly how I say it. Well, this was that kind of moment for Tim because he realized that although he had said that prayer many times, Jesus, go with us. I pray that you'll go with us, be with us. It was the wrong perspective. You know, as believers, if you are born again, Jesus is already with you. The spirit of the living God lives in you. And ultimately, our prayer should not be, Jesus, be with me, but rather, Jesus, I know you're with me. Show me where you are at work so that I can go with you. Amazing. 
But if you do nothing else, but every time you hear this song, you pray, God, show me where you are at work so I can go with you. I truly believe your life and perspective will change. Now, I want to unpack this a little more. So in preparation for today's podcast, I threw my bucket into a deep well that has already been dug. When I was in college, I went through a Bible study that literally changed my perspective and my spiritual life for good. Experiencing God by Henry Blackaby is where I first learned what Tim Timmons talks about, uh, talked about on his story behind the song. And by the way, I will link to that story behind the song. It's a YouTube video. I'll link to it in my show notes. You can find that at michellekneesat.com forward slash 150. So there are seven truths that Mr. Blackaby teaches in his book, Experiencing God, truths that come directly from scripture. And the first is that God is always at work around you. Number two, God pursues a continuing love relationship with you that is real and personal. Number three, God invites you to become involved with him in his work. Number four, God speaks by the Holy Spirit through the Bible, prayer, circumstances, and the church to reveal himself, his purposes, and his ways. Number five, God's invitation for you to work with him always leads you to a crisis of belief that will require faith and action. Number six, you must make major adjustments in your life to join God in what he's doing. Number seven, you come to know God by experience as you obey him and he accomplishes his work through you. Truly amazing. This is all true. If you just heard something in that list that shocks you, then I encourage you to get the book and find some place in your or find some place in your area that might be going through the study or even just facilitate the study yourself. Um, It's really life changing. But I want to start with the first and the third idea. God is always at work around you and he invites you to become involved with him in his work. You know, I work at a Christian school. I am not a teacher. I am a marketer. (laughs) The teachers are the rock stars, and I get to promote their amazing love and knowledge to prospective families. And so one of my favorite stories to tell is of a conversation that I had once with my mentor and our previous superintendent. You know, so many people say that they can feel the presence of God when they drive onto our campus. And my mentor tells the story of the day that she prayed a prayer that she had prayed many times before, uh, for over 20 years, probably, she said, you know, Jesus, I invite you to come to, to the school today. Make your presence known. Be with us today. And here's the part I love. She clearly heard the Holy Spirit respond. She even says it's as if the Holy Spirit tapped her on the shoulder and said, excuse me, uh, this is my school. I'm already here. I invited you to be a part of what I'm doing here. That's it. That's what I'm trying to say. God is at work all around us. And even Jesus said so in John chapter 5. So let's jump into scripture. John chapter 5 verse 16 starts out like this. So the Jewish leaders began harassing Jesus for breaking the Sabbath rules. But Jesus replied, my father is always working and so am I. So the Jewish leaders tried all the harder to find a way to kill him. For he not only broke the Sabbath, he called God his father, thereby making himself equal with God. 
Now, we've stumbled into the middle of a story. Jesus healed a man on the Sabbath. You can read all about it when you do your own personal study in John chapter 5 this week. But the Jewish leaders of the day had it all wrong. They had taken taken something beautiful, and that was a reflection of the wisdom of God and the character of God, this, this idea of Sabbath, a day of rest. And they acted like God could not move on that day. Do you see what they're saying here? God declared a Sabbath as a day of rest, and that means that we should not work. True, because God said so. In fact, Exodus 35 says it this way. Then Moses called together the whole community of Israel and told them, These are the instructions the Lord has commanded you to follow. You have six days each week for your ordinary work, but the seventh day must be a Sabbath day of complete rest, a holy day dedicated to the Lord. Anyone who works on that day must be put to death. You must not even light a fire in any of your homes on the Sabbath. So they look at the situation and deem that Jesus's healing is considered work to the Lord and is unlawful. But do you see what's implied by their accusation? That there is a day a week that God is not at work either. But Jesus puts that notion on its head when he says, my father is always working and so am I. Jesus didn't just say, you've got it wrong. My father works on the Sabbath. It's bigger than that. God is always working. God is always at work around you. And then it goes on to say, so Jesus explained, I tell you the truth. The son can do nothing by himself. He does only what he sees his father doing. Whatever the father does, the son also does. They didn't get it. They were so focused on the rule that they forgot the rule giver. And we can do that. We can get so focused on what is right and wrong and the standards that God set that we forget the whole point of obedience is to show our love to the Father. Obedience is an act of love. They were also shocked that Jesus would equate himself with God by what he said. And so Jesus explained. I love that. Sometimes it takes more explanation to get it through our thick skull. But I warn you, some of his explanation makes sense. And some of it's over my head. So let's look at this closer. Jesus explained, I tell you the truth. The son can do nothing by himself. He does only what he sees the father doing. Whatever the father does, the son also does. Now, the son only does what he sees the father doing. So God is always at work and the son only does what the father is doing. You see, those are the two things we've got so far. Just in a couple of verses. Notice here that Jesus doesn't say, I'm at all always at work too, asking God to bless what I'm doing. Now, that's how we live our lives. You know, we choose a path and then ask God to bless it rather than truly seeking where God is working and join him in it. Verse 20 goes on to say, for the father loves the son and shows him everything he is doing. In fact, the father will show him how to do even greater works than healing this man then you will truly be astonished. This is a revelation of the character of God. This is not just an agreement between God the Father and Jesus. You see, because Father God loves us too. He will show us what he is doing. We just need to be on the lookout for it. You know, um, I get stuck in this sometimes. I'm a very driven person. I guess I would also describe myself as high capacity. So when I'm at my job, I can take on a lot. But what that also means is that I am full steam ahead. You know, there are many days when I'm absolutely sure that I have missed what God was doing because I was so busy doing 
for God. Did you hear that? Are there days when you miss what God is doing because you are so busy doing for God? But God loves us. He will show us what he was what he is doing. And then did you hear it? It says the Father will show him how to how to do even greater works. Because the Father is always working. And as children of God, we are to do only what the Father is doing. And the Father loves us and he will show us what he is doing. And the Father will also show us how to do even greater works. And Jesus goes on to say this. For just as the Father gives life to those he raises from the dead, so the Son gives life to anyone he wants. In addition, the Father judges no one. Instead, he has given the Son absolute authority to judge so that everyone will honor the Son just as they honor the Father. Anyone who does not honor the Son is certainly not honoring the Father who sent him. So Jesus goes on here to clarify the authority that he has from the Father. And I have to admit to you, these words are in English and I understand what they're saying. I understand them. Um, but there's going to be times I'm not really sure how it applies to me right now. I don't really understand the greater underlying um, points that he's trying to make. You know, what does raising from the dead have to do with what they're talking about? I, I just feel like he jumped into something else. I'm not really sure where he's going with this. And the father judges no one. The son has absolute authority to judge. Well, that jumped out at me and I could go explore on that some more. And what does that have to do with the statements before and after? How, how can I understand all of this better in context? And then how about that statement? The son gives life to anyone he wants, which leads me to the question, is there someone who he doesn't want to give life to? You know, these are, these are the kinds of questions that run through my head when I run across a phrase or a story that I don't understand. And I want to warn you, the enemy will use these feelings to convince you to hang up this whole Bible reading thing. These are the moments when the enemy of your soul will say, you are not smart enough for this. Leave this whole Bible thing to the professionals. This is too hard. Why should I try to understand this anyway? Why does it seem that the Bible contradicts itself? And on and on and on. You could send me your own examples, but the battle is won when we persevere. The word of God is living and active and sharper than a two-edged sword. There will be a day when the Holy Spirit himself will pull back the cloud of uncertainty and bring clarity to you. But you must persevere. You can't give in to the lie of the enemy that you can't do this. And you also can't believe the lie that you can automatically understand everything without a little life and experience and revelation and just all out hard work. Consider the disciples, even John, who recorded these very words of Jesus under the prompting of the Holy Spirit. The disciples had moments near the end and after Jesus' resurrection even when they were like, oh, I get it now. But the key was that they kept following. So my encouragement to you is just keep following. Just keep reading and seeking to understand and get to know this Father who loves you. So what have we learned so far? The Father is always working. As children of God, we are to do only what the Father is doing. The Father loves us and will show us what he's doing. The Father will also show us how to do even greater works. And the Father has given authority to Christ. You know, uh, he goes on, Jesus says, I tell you the truth. Those who listen to my message and believe in God who sent me have eternal life. They will never be condemned for their sins, but they've already passed from death into life. This is so beautiful. Listen, believe, life.
I want to skip down to the end of this explanation of Jesus, the end of John chapter 5. Again, Jesus is talking here to religious leaders who are well-versed in the scriptures, which at this point in history is the Old Testament, the Law and the Prophets, as it's sometimes referred to. So in verse 39, it says, You search the scriptures because you think they give you eternal life, but the scriptures point to me. Yet you refuse to come to me to receive this life. Your approval means nothing to me because I know you don't have God's love within you. For I have come to you in my father's name and you've rejected me. Yet if others come in their own name, you gladly welcome them. No wonder you can't believe. For you gladly honor each other, but you don't care about the honor that comes from the one who alone is God. Yet it isn't I who will accuse you before the father. Moses will accuse you. Yes, Moses, in whom you put your hopes. If you really believed Moses, you would believe me because he wrote about me. But since you don't believe what he wrote, how will you believe what I say? <laughs> These religious leaders had major hangups. They couldn't see the forest for the trees. They were missing God at work around them because they were hung up on the rules. The rules that they thought were honoring God by keeping. Are you keeping rules thinking you're honoring God but missing the love? Are you searching scriptures and missing the very one that scriptures point to? Are you checking off your Bible interaction time and failing to fall in love with Father God? Are you more interested in reading what someone else has to say about God than spending time in the life-giving words of God himself? That one hits really close to home for me because I'm a reader. I like to read what other people have to say. And sometimes I find myself reading more in the books of, of that other people are saying things about God than reading God's word um, for myself. Here's the kicker. Jesus says to these leaders, if you really believed Moses, you would believe me. You must believe the Bible. We must look to scripture to see what God says and see how he works Otherwise, you will, we, we will respond to life based on our own experiences and our own wisdom. We can't do it based on one verse, as an example. Uh, or we can't do it based on one story even. We need to understand the whole of Scripture. And I'm not sure if you looked lately, but the Bible's a pretty big book. And even if we read it every year from cover to cover, we will not come to the end of what it has to teach us. The Father is always working. As children of God, we are to do only what the Father is doing. The Father loves us and will show us what he's doing. He will also show us how to do even greater things. And the Father has given authority to Christ, and the Father has revealed himself through Scripture. Remember the prayer we talked about at the beginning? Jesus, I know you're with me. Show me where you are at work so I can join you in it. Look to see what God says and how he works in scripture. Make your decisions and evaluate your experiences based on biblical principles. You can trust God to work in your life in similar ways that you see him working in the instructions and stories that he has shared with us through his word. So what's next? Well, if you follow my pattern this week, you will get inspired by an outside source like a song or a book, and it will lead you to scripture, maybe even just one verse. Once you are led there, you can read it in context. In our case this week, the entire chapter of John chapter 5. While you're reading, ask questions. 
jot them down. You know, either the scripture will answer your questions or send you exploring other scriptures for clarification. And, and, or maybe there's just enough that you do understand and you can set aside your confusion for now and apply the parts that are clear. These are all Bible interaction tool exercises. I call them bites, B-I-T-E's. I use these exercises on a regular basis to interact with God's word. If you incorporate them into your weekly study, you will begin to improve your interactions with God's word and fall in love with the author. Now, while you're in God's Word this week, let me know how you're doing. Email me, michelle at michellekneesat.com, hop on Twitter or Facebook, and let's talk about what you're learning. Now, before I tell you what song will be featured next week, I normally shout out to new subscribers to my website at this point in my podcast, but I'm recording this week a week in advance because I'm going on vacation with my family. So I will catch up on all my new subscribers next week. But in the meantime, the benefit of subscribing is that I will email you once a week. And in that email, you'll get a weekly memory verse resource to display on your smartphone, tablet, desktop, or you can print it out. You get an email recap of the week's episode, and you get instant access to any of the resources that I create for my episodes from time to time. And all of that All of that's just my way of saying thank you for listening. So head over to michellekneesat.com to subscribe today. Now, don't miss an episode of my podcast. You can subscribe directly in iTunes. And while you're there, leave me a written review and a star rating. This not only encourages me, but it helps me stay visible to new listeners. As always, if you take the time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next week, I will use the song Battles by The Afters. If you liked this episode, however, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With just one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michellekneesat.com forward slash 150. And while you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.